I'm Christina. And I'm Megan. And, and this, this is, is the, the Aftermath, Aftermath of Sex. Hello. Hey. We're back. We are. For a new and exciting adventure. Yeah, I'm really excited about these adventures. Yes, me too. Yeah. We haven't read them. No, so this is all. This is going to be a wild ride, ladies. Yeah. But and I, gents. Yeah, yeah. But we have an idea of what they're about. So that's we have a now. We have a slight idea. Yeah. And we um, are so thankful. People are sharing their stories with us and we encourage you if you have a share um, a story to tell that's any of you with children you have a story to share yeah. and to tell that um you be brave and share it with us and our listeners yeah. if you should so choose <laughs> <laughs> this is your stories people <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be kind about it, but really, we need your stories yeah. because these are great episodes and, um, you know, they come, the stories trickle in, but there's not like this overwhelming flow of yeah. stories. And so we need you all to, yeah. to just send them in. Yeah. We have gotten some very, very kind reviews yes, in the last you. week. And so thank you for using your words. Yep. Um, I particularly, oh, I got to go back to it. Oh, shoot. How do I go back to it? Let me look. I particularly okay. love the one that was, um, oh, I have to share. Talk talk okay. amongst yourself for a minute. Okay. All right. What are we talking about? <laughs> Whatever you want. Okay. Well, Christina's um, looking for it. I can't even find it. Anyway, well, if you want to share your birth story. Oh, yeah. I would really, really um, love that. You can share them at the AOS411.com. Yes, that's our website. That's our website. Good job. <laughs> you did it, Megan. Or the AOS411 at gmail.com. Yes. Okay, so this listener, their name is Listen While I Clean. Yeah, that's great. And that's it just like makes me so happy that they're listening while they're cleaning. And they said, this podcast is the best both funny and informational, highly recommend. So oh, I just you. wanted to say thank you and give a little shout out. And thanks for using your words yeah. to give us a review. That was so kind. That's very kind. And it helps us somehow. It inspires us to keep going. Well, yes. And it helps us boost up our little our little, our little location on the yeah. on the boards. Oh yeah. On the leaderboard. On the leaderboards. Some, <laughs> sometimes it's like um watching you know how when you're playing sports you're watching the leaderboard or like yeah. if you're i play uh fantasy football sometimes and i'm watching the stats mm -hmm. and i'm like this <laughs> feels like that like oh man if we could just get some likes and some yeah. follows we'll move up on the leaderboard yeah but it's it's Very not exciting. quite like that but i that's what i envision <laughs> in my mind <laughs> so Oh, you want to know something exciting? Yeah. I didn't even tell you this. Oh. So we just got back from Anchorage. Yeah. And um, there was a furniture store that was having a liquidation sale. Oh. And so I went in to look for um, 
like a hide a sofa for the pod lab so that if somebody needed to stay the night or had guests coming over, they could have a place to like lay their head on an actual bed. How are you going to get it home? Well, you know, they, they like, there's a store in Fairbanks too. Okay. Um, and so they would have shipped between the two and then delivered or whatever. Okay. Um, so I didn't find anything like that that I was looking for, but I found a handmade, a hand carved made, table oh dining table oh chairs wow. and a bench with a like they call it a sidebar oh, yeah. and um oh, it was devastating the price was devastating oh. and i said i really really like this but i thought it all came together as a set for one yeah. price but it was like each individual yeah. item and then it adds up to four billion dollars yes and i was like yeah no oh, my husband's gonna absolutely say no she's like well let me just see what i can do and she took 30% off. Okay. And I said, yeah, no, it's still like, yeah. nope, I can't do it. So then she was like, well, let me talk to my manager and maybe I can introduce him to you. And she did. Okay. And I, <laughs> I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm telling you right now, like if it's above this price, my husband will absolutely say no. And I was, you know, I was just trying to give myself an out. Sure. Um, if I needed, cause sometimes sales can be I aggressive. Yes. yes. Um, but he came back at 52% off. Oh, wow. And so, so I got a new table. I did. Okay. And a new sidebar. Cool. Yes. I'm super excited. Where does it get here? It's solid wood and it's made of cherry oak. Oh, wow. Like it's gorgeous. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I'm so excited. So they had them in stock. Okay. And so, yeah, they're going to ship it here in four or five days. Cool. Super excited. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. it sounds beautiful. Not. <laughs> That I needed another dining table, but well, I I, <laughs> I was wondering if you know me. I have um, currently two dining room tables Jesus. in my house. Yeah, but both of them and have large dining room tables. They're, they're, we're not talking like little small <laughs> little square things. They're both like eight foot long. No, tables. they're not. Six they're foot. they're both six foot tables and six foot. But I have a large family and I like to have like the length and I put a tablecloth over the two of them to make them seem like yeah. they're one large table. Yeah. But we'll be taking both of those out. But is this going to be big enough? Does this look it will be fine. Does it like have a like a leaf? It doesn't have a leaf. It's solid. It's the just, whole thing is solid. There's no cracks to get feet? your yucky food in. Oh, I've nice. been looking for that. It's about six feet, maybe a little bit longer. And it, yeah, so you can fit three chairs on one side, a bench on the other, and two on the end. So it'll be fine. That'll be great. Yeah. And then my, you know, if I have more people over, they can have a folding chair. Yeah. Exactly. And table. Right. It'll that's be fine. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. How people do. <laughs> do it. Oh, you yeah. have so much space. I know. I don't even know what to do. I'm going to have so much room in my dining area. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. My dog might panic a little because it's going to feel a little different to her. Yeah. And she likes, you know, she likes everything to be the same every day. Yeah. But she'll learn. She will. She'll live yeah. and adjust. She might like it. Anyway, that's what I did this weekend. Cool. In case you were wondering. That's awesome. I was. Well, uh, I knew you had gone to Anchorage, so I'm glad that you had a good time and got some good shopping in. Yeah. I think I saved a lot of money. My husband said, you actually spent money. It's true. You didn't really save anything. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Oh, yay. So we have some birth adventures yeah, today. And um, strap in. I yeah, think it's going to be... I think it's going to be... a. Uh, a day. It is going to be a wild, 
day of the adventure in birth. Yes. So the, I'm going to, I think I'm starting, right? Yeah. Um, so this one is from a magazine yeah. submission and it, um, it's called Trapline Expectations, Pregnant in the Wilderness. I love this. I can't wait. Inspired by the recent pregnancy of Anna Gagne House Maple, director of admissions at UAF and the wife of Alaska Trapper magazine editor Justin Maple, I decided the following 53. 53- I dedicate. I Oh, dedicate, not decide. Thank you. <laughs> I dedicate the following 53-year-old story to today's modern trapper and his noble wife, Anna, mother of four. From the beginning of their union, Justin and Anna worked together, supporting each other's dreams by first creating a homestead while feeding each other, freeing each other to work. I'll try to read right. You got this. Okay. From the beginning of their union, Justin and Anna worked together, supporting each other's dreams by first creating a homestead while freeing each other to work out his own fit for life. For years, Justin worked as a local printer while both he and Anna had dreams of living off grid, raising a family, as well as growing their own animals and crops and swapping goods in the community based lifestyle. Justin was happier next to the land being at home an at home dad, ultimately teaching his three daughters and young son subsistence skills while, while Anna flourished in both environments at home as and as a career woman. She also is the only woman I ever knew who could whip through childbirth in a mere hour and end up looking like she was ready to go on the town. The Maple's fourth child, um, Cicely Irene Maple, was born September 1st, 2022. We've heard all of her birth stories. Yeah. And they're all beautiful. Yeah, this is awesome. By contrast, far from being UAF Director of Admissions and Pregnancy, I was waddling across the Muskig. Muskig? Is that how you say that? Muskig in November? Okay. Is it how you say I think. I was waddling across the Muskig in November 1969 on the Ferguson family trap line, sticking close to my man, seeking our own dreams of wild wilderness life. Um, here is Trapline Expectations, first published in Blue Hills by Judy Ferguson. Super exciting. Yes. Okay. I'm going to try to get my words out properly now. Okay, so here we go. Every fall, my husband, Reb Ferguson, and I were separated when he worked as an assistant big game guide for two months in the Alaska range. New to Alaska, I waited at home in our one-room log cabin in Big Delta, already feeling as lonesome and as a stranded wolf on a sandbar. Oh, that's a picture. When I found out that I was pregnant, waves of emotion swept over me. That winter, when he geared up to go trapping, I wasn't going to be left alone again. Knowing less than nothing, I went to the library to get a book on natural childbirth. Since I was not since I was not a student, they told me I couldn't check it out. I had no money, but even so, it didn't occur to me to try and buy a childbirth guide. I lobbed the book out of the window. She says, I lobbed the book out of the window and went outside to pick it up. Oh my God. Over the next month, Steve in the Wilderness, that book would prove to be my constant companion as my pregnancy advanced. I love that so much. That's hilarious. My older lady friends had told me to go to Dr. Dunlap, co-founder of 
Tana Valley Clinic, a godsend. He became like a father to me, even supporting my resolve to go on the trap line. He I, said, just take your time. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I'm pretty sure this is the same Dr. Dunlap that my grandmother yes. went to because it's the same hospital, same time. It must be. Yeah. Because she said Dunlap, yeah? Yeah. Oh, so Dunlap it must was, yeah, the second one, I think. I can't remember now. Anyway, um, he said, just take your time. Your husband will have to wait while you catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Most importantly, be careful not to fall on your abdomen. He support um, his support lent me credibility, but my parents challenged me, understandably nervous about my determination. They tried to reason with me, but my mother agreed that if she were in my position, she too would probably go with her husband. I told him I had a book. And I would return it in January, long before the baby was due in March. That summer, Reb had um, boated dog, boated dog food and other supplies sixty miles up the salt, the Salcha um, is a river, um, to our farthest cabin. It turned out to be a very good thing because there was barely any snow that winter. It would have been very difficult to snow with snow, no snow cover to. Uh, transport two months worth of supplies over mountains and deep uh, muskig by dog sled. Um, we started when the deep swamp tuskets were merely dusted by snow. Periodically it did snow, but repeatedly the ground was blown clean by Chinook winds. Frozen naked mounds of muskig lined the valley floors, continually jostling me between the edges of the moose rutted out trail. My sled pulled by three dogs wobbled over the gauntlet course. Five months pregnant, I huffed and puffed up the mountains. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm just imagining this and it's like, I know. It's intense. Yeah. Okay. It really is. It's like she's literally in the middle of the wilderness, the wilderness legit at five, yeah. that's 20 weeks pregnant. Yeah. Okay, girl. Yeah. Um, the real danger was when we careened down the other side. Oh, my oh, gosh. Wow. Plunging and swerving almost out of control. Oh. Dodging trees on the downhill oh, plunge. So. Oh, <laughs> the, I can just. I feel it's like this like is a, a movie. Goofy, like a Mickey Mouse and Goofy movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. But it's not. Wow. I think it, I envision it as a like dramatic drama yeah series yeah that too we yeah. try to slow the mechanical speed of the descent by wrapping the sled runners with chains that would bite into the dirt and snow wow that was smart yeah. it also helped to turn a dog or two loose to cut down on the power i always dragged one leg behind me on the ground using it as a rudder wow so her leg is on the yeah. ground behind her and yeah. she's using it to slow the ro the roll yeah while I rode the brake with my other foot. Oh, there's an actual brake. And her, wow, okay, wow. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. I wonder how her round ligaments felt. I know. No kidding. I popped up and down behind my vertical sled bow, ducking to miss low-hanging branches. <laughs> she sounds amazing. <laughs> um, now I'm envisioning um, like croc Crocodile Dundee. Like through the... <laughs> Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, okay, I popped up and down behind my vertical sled bow, ducking to miss low-hanging hanging branches. Spruce trees whizzed by during the narrow 45-minute free fall. 45-minute? Wow. 
down the mountain into Flat Creek Valley when the sled hit the sudden flatness of the valley floor. This doesn't feel safe. (laughs) It feels like an adventure to me. It feels like a very dangerous (laughs) adventure. I was thrown onto my side into the soft muskeg. I rolled and got and got my awkward pregnant body up and skidded the sled back onto the hard packed trail. But then I automatically hit another hummock hummock and was thrown again into the soft muskeg on the trail's other side. After repeated falls, I lay still for a while in the tundra. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Imagining how other pregnant women were having baby showers, (laughs) nibbling cookies, sipping tea and opening gifts. What was I thinking? And what was I doing here? Yes, I agree. She's now fallen three times in the mere few moments. And she took a 45 minute free fall (laughs) down a mountain. With dogs and being the break, like I'm in. I okay. Once I got my sled to Flat Creek Cabin, I told Reb I had to quit. I could not go any further. He sat while I paced the dirt floor in my army mucklucks, slapping his mitts together. He decided we would return. Finally, with my emotions spent, I reasoned. My doctor said the only thing for me to avoid was direct blow to the abdomen. (laughs) As a solution, Reb and I tied a pillow around my sled's backbone to protect me from the impact of the sled handle. So, like, if she's bumping into it. Yeah, that's clever. That was. We hooked up our sleds and continued the six-day trip to our ultimate destination. Overnighting on the way. Six-day trip. Yes. That was only the first day? Overnighting on the way at our Monte Cristo and McCoy Creek cabins. When we arrived, so let me just say, she is a woman of full, like she is a full woman. I am, I wish to be a quarter of the woman this woman is. Like I'm impressed. Yes. I aspire to be like this. Yeah. When we arrived um, at the Salta River cabin, there was, Wet, dirty garbage everywhere from bears and squirrels. I stayed with the dog teams while Reb, armed with a pistol, gingerly checked inside the cabin for a possible lingering guest. Finding nothing but wreckage, he circled the cabin to check our storage barrels. He returned shortly. Half the dry dog food we boated up is gone. Oh, no. As well as much of the white gas for the lantern. The bear... Got the locking ring off my barrel lid. Oh, no. My heart sank. Oh, my gosh. This could be a movie. Yeah. No, seriously. This feels like. Did you ever watch The Wilderness Family? I did not. Okay. This feels like that? A little. This is a lot, man. I just feel for her. Yeah. For the next two months, we contrived ways to stretch our meager rations. To save on body heat, I cut up a wool blanket for capes for two uh, for our two lead dogs. We rationed our dog food, cooked rice and cornmeal for them, and supplemented with beaver car- carcasses. I only burned the lantern after Reb came in from trapping, and, and many evenings we read by um, plumber's candles. I don't understand. What? I only burned the lantern after Reb came in from trapping and many evenings we read by plumber's candles. Oh, she, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I get it now. Sorry. 
I was I was still back on the dogs eating, yeah. you know, like them trying to like now they have to scavenge and give extra. Yeah. Anyway, okay. After Christmas, when I was seven months along, we began to prepare our return. Oh my gosh, they have to I go know, back. Seriously. In January. <laughs> what was I thinking? Right. In January, yeah. One morning in early Janu January, we headed out. Reb's bigger dog team soon left me behind on the trail. As far as I could see, bare tops, um, bare tops of naked musket stretched between the first mountain and me. A sheer mountain face loomed in front of me. I despaired uh, of ever getting my sled up in my unwieldy condition. In the far distance, spidery figures were crawling up the mountain's face. Reb and his dogs were clawing their way up. The sight was overwhelming. As I trudged on, I suddenly saw Reb return, striding back to me across the musket, being, bringing extra dogs for my unpowered team. He hooked his two dogs into my sled tug line. As I ambled behind them across the tundra, Reb pushed my sled up the mountain, and again the dogs clawed and strained to get up the get the load up to the top. Once we crested, we were in the onslaught of a raw ravaging bitter cold wind the valleys in between the peaks briefly protected us but then we continued up that day's last steep face right back into the bitter wind my face and throat were exposed i tried to shield them with my moose hide mittened hand but i needed today's windproof nylon hull and fleece face mask but they did not exist back then the wind ragged through my loosely knit hat my face and throat became numb and so did my sense of reality. Faintly, I remembered getting on my runners as we topped the mountain. As we began careening through the timber on the downhill side, I was surprised, as if waking from a dream, that I was riding the sled. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What, what, she, happening? <laughs> what was happening? Like, she must have been faint. Yeah. Um, I began to warm up slightly, yeah. but suddenly on our last descent, my mountain hot rod... <laughs> Oh. <laughs> she put that in quotes. Yeah. Um, hit a tree and the bow. Oh, wow. And the bow and front end became instant kindling. Oh. <gasps> there was no solution but to throw my load onto Reb's sled, hook my dogs into his team, and climb on his sled's runners alongside him. Holy we, moly. We alternated pushing with our free foot, gripping one runner with the other foot, and holding each other to stay on. Wow. Wow. Finally, she's like, just let's move on. Oh my gosh. Back at Fowler's Dairy Farm at Shaw Creek, I waddled in my parka and fields pants to the road to try to get a warm ride home while Reb continued to mush across Shaw Creek Flats, the 10 miles toward our home cabin. From his home's picture window, George Fowler spotted me as I passed by. They had known I was out and my that my delivery time was near. They had been looking for me. Instantly, George fired up his truck, picked me up, and took me home, a guardian oh, angel. I bet that felt real, like a, that was a good time. That I bet getting in that, <laughs> truck, getting in that truck was just, <laughs> event, yeah, events were nonetheless dramatic when I found finally delivered Clint Abraham Ferguson by emergency C-section oh. um, April 11th, 1970 at St. Joseph's. Today, Stanley State Bank. Yeah. Megan was talking about that early, earlier. Suffice it to say that Dr. Lawrence Dunlap saved both my life and that of our sons. Why? Because like many of my immature decisions at age 
25, I thought I could do natural childbirth when Dunlap had already warned me that there was a potential problem. However, this strong gentleman who had already given this green girl confidence and support also gave me my Mia's son and my life back to raise him. My mother was right. God protects fools and children. Would I do it again? Not this girl, but for the next generation <laughs> to follow their own will. Um, but for its next, but it's for the next generation to follow their own wilderness dreams. Oh, wow. Wow. That is. That's an incredible story. A harrowing tale. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm at a loss for words. I, me too. I don't know what to say because this is really quite, it it's a, it should be a movie. I think that we should make a movie out of this. Yeah. And um, I mean, you're amazing. I just Seriously. want you to know that you're amazing. Yeah, Judy, you, you rock. You rock more than earth. Yeah. Yeah. You're amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That was a cool story. Yeah. <clears throat> I like Amazing. I'm, I just, I'm like, I'm shocked I'm and shook. all of this mountain traversing. Yeah. And well, and then coming back being, I mean, seven months pregnant, you're feeling it. You oh, know? you're very pregnant. Weeks, you're usually feeling pretty good, you know, kind of get some energy back. And then they lost a and sled. Then, and then, yeah. But by the time you're, you know, seven months, like you're. Yeah. And then they had to hold on to each other just to stay I, on the sled. How did this even? I would like a picture. Please. I I I would like a movie. <laughs> a movie. Yeah, to yeah. better understand. Yeah, because this is quite quite the story. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna um, move we'll on. Move on to another yes. adventure. Okay. We have another adventure. Yes. Another harrowing adventure. Okay. Okay. I'm. I think I'm ready for this one. We haven't read it, but we kind of have like. And I, we know that this happened. Yes. We know that this happened. But we have not read the story. But I do not know the details. And we don't know the entirety of the story. Yeah. And this is an anonymous yes, individual. Yep. So we won't be sharing her name. We won't. But we thank you for sharing you your story so much. and You're supporting amazing. us. Yeah. We love you. Yes, we do. Okay. She writes, this is my birth story. Let me preface this by saying the subsequent described events are rare. And I do not share this story with my pregnant patients or those trying to conceive because it is a scary birth story. I think first pregnancies and first births can be a frightening thing for people in general. I think it is the unknown that makes it scary. I am always amazed when first time moms are calm, cool, and collected and appear unfazed by the idea of delivery. Yeah. I also appreciate when they are realistic in their expectations. When women say, I would like... XYZ, but I understand that things happen and all I want is a healthy baby. Yeah. As a practicing OBGYN, I felt like I knew what to expect. I wasn't scared or too concerned about the prospect of delivery. I felt like I would probably be great at pushing because I often explained and had, uh, and had pushed with so many women through the years. I was apprehensive about fitting a baby through my vagina <laughs> My four pound chihuahua was about the size I was hoping for. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Would that be nice? A four pound oh chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> I also know that pregnancy and the complications related to it is one of the biggest causes of maternal mortality, but I never considered I would have any issues. I had a fairly uncomplicated pregnancy. I did have the risk factor of being advanced maternal age, 
My oh, 35th man. birthday was the week before my baby's due date, making me old by just a couple of weeks. <laughs> the quote that frequently pulls up for billing is elderly prima gravita. Yes. <laughs> Rude. I did also start out with the placenta, placenta previa that did result. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I requested an elective induction on my due date as I know the babies only get bigger and the placenta starts getting old and declines in its function. I sent my husband to work anticipating a long induction, uh, brought Christmas cards to entertain myself. My parents were living locally and my mom planned to be at my delivery. I recall during my admission, having a discussion with one of the nurses that vomiting is one of the things I hate most in life. And I can usually will myself not to vomit. So if I vomit, I must really not feel well. That's a bit of a foreshadowing. Okay. Yeah. I received mesoprostol vaginally for induction. Hours later, I was contracting regularly. Not really feeling them, but after a spontaneous rupture of membranes, I requested my epidural to avoid feeling any discomfort. I am always impressed by the women who desire and actually go through labor without pain medication. Mm -hmm. I know it's natural and your body is made for this, but no, thank you. Use <laughs> <laughs> the technology if it's there. Yes, ma'am. I hate seeing people in pain and I had no interest in experiencing, experiencing any of it. Yeah. It's been so long since delivery, 15 years, and I never wrote any of this down before. Um, so bear with my hazy recollection. Oh, I think it'll be great. I think so too. I recall after being fully dilated that I started pushing very ineffectively. How disappointing. It really is hard to push when you are totally numb from the belly button down. I pushed for three hours. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Finally, my OB and practice partner offered me an operative vaginal delivery. My husband and mother were in the room off to the side looking worried. My father was in the waiting room awaiting news of his first and only grandson's delivery. My OB placed outlet forceps and my baby uh, delivered quickly. Here's where things began to go awry. Oh. I apparently sustained a fourth degree laceration that Oof. was bleeding a lot. That's like the most severe yeah. laceration you can incur. That was my little side note. This is, um, oh, this is that laceration most have <laughs> heard about that you never want. It's from hole to hole. Yuck. I felt yeah. a bit dazed and then my OB delivered my placenta. I suddenly felt short of breath and began to cough. Mm. I looked at her and said, I can't breathe. I feel like I'm having an embolus. Oh my gosh. When you are a provider and you and know, and then like what is happening right now, you're looking at your provider and you're like, I'm having an embolus. Oh my gosh. I would poop my pants. No, seriously. And now she's having shortness of breath. She, oh my gosh. She feels this way. She feels yeah. this. Oh my gosh. Suddenly I began to hemorrhage and my blood pressure dropped to 70 over, uh, over something over Pell, which, which means, means there's very low, very low. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I said, Oh, I, she says, meaning I had a she, very low. <laughs> she explains it all. Yeah. Sorry. I said, I don't feel good and vomited. Uh -oh. Interesting. I recall my OB saying something about needing to get the bleeding to stop and considering calling interventional radiology to assist and a uter uterine artery embolization. Interesting. Mm. She called for blood in an ambulance to transport me from the birth center that was part of the hospital, but a separate freestanding building. Wow. 
We did uh, vagina deliveries, cesareans, and minor surgeries here, but the main OR was just yards away in another building. I remember being whisked by the waiting room in a gurney, heading to the ambulance and seeing my father. He looked up but didn't appear to recognize me. He later told me I was so pale he didn't realize it was me. Wow. wow. Oh, I just yeah. got chills. No, I know. And at this point, I blacked out. Oh, I'm my so, gosh. Yeah. I'm glad you're reading this. I'm already I crying. I know. I knew I was. this one was going to get me to. I next remember entering the hospital from the ambulance bay with the OR crew greeting us. I begged to be intubated because I just couldn't breathe. Oh my gosh. I begging to be intubated. And she knew what was happening to yeah. her. Yeah. Wow. So Again, scary. I blacked out. So she's like coming too. Yeah. And out and then out again. Oh my gosh. This time I didn't wake up until three days after delivery. Wow. Holy, holy moly. Yeah. Wow. I fluttered my eyes open and saw my husband pale and lined with worry looking at me as I awoke. He smiled. Oh, can you imagine? I know. I know. This is really I can't this imagine. Is wild. Events that apparently transpired the rest of the day of delivery. I was taken to the operating room for repair of my fourth degree laceration and an attempt to stop the bleeding from the uterus. There was consideration for proceeding to a hysterectomy, but the decision was um, to first attempt um, a, a UAE or uterine artery embolization. This is when there um, is material injected into the uterine artery to stop the blood flow to the uterus and therefore stop the uterus from bleeding. At a later date, when I had a patient in the same room, the interventional radiologist that did my procedure jokingly asked if I had remembered being in this room after my delivery. He said, this is where you coded on us twice. That means my heart stopped and they had to do CPR to resuscitate me. Holy. Wow. I can't speak. I Yeah. So scary. So scary. And no, I did not have any recollection of that. Thank goodness. Wow. Yeah. Thank goodness. And I'm so glad she was the, like in a place to be that she had this access. Yeah. No kidding. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. 15 units of blood. Uh, UAE and repair of my laceration in three days later. I woke up in the ICU. Per my OB, it was a harrowing three days. I mean, can I you imagine her being unconscious for three? I mean, it was no, like a, it was, I'm sure everybody just yeah. was thinking the worst. Wow. My body had shut down after the hemorrhage. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My body had shut down after the hemorrhage and I went into renal failure and something called DIC, disseminated intravascular coagulation. We were we just, recently, we're just talking about this and how it's the most terrifying thing. Yeah. Like ever. It's terrible. This, yeah. This is where your body cannot stop bleeding and cannot form clots normally. I was the scary patient that was on the verge of death. They weren't sure I was going to make it. She even signed out to another doctor because she was so distressed. Yeah, I'm sure it goes mostly unnoticed, but your providers stress and suffer when patients are sick or have complications. We are truly the second victim in these scenarios. Oh, so true. The whole story is that with all the bleeding that occurred right after delivery and the difficulty I had breathing all goes along with the process or diagnosis called amniotic fluid embolism or AFE. 
We like to use abbreviations for all the big big words we use in OB. Even doctors in other fields <laughs> sometimes don't know what we are talking about when we use them. <laughs> so true. <laughs> this is a rare event that can happen at birth. It is unpredictable and often devastating. Most often it is diagnosed on autopsy after maternal death. And that, that is, is the truth. The truth of it. Most yeah. people do not do not survive. survive. Yeah. Um, it is unpredictable and treatment is just supportive. Ooh. I endured, I endured a few more things during my recovery. I had to be transfused platelets due to my risk of bleeding. This was incredibly painful, and I wish you never have to know what I'm talking about. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, I was told it's similar to having dialysis. I also requested an NG tube or a nasogastric tube when I had an ileus. Post-delivery, my intestines didn't want to work, and my belly filled with so much gas that I thought I would explode. Wow. To relieve the pressure, you can put a tube into the stomach from the nose. This is not pleasant, but oh, did it feel good once it was in. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet, relieving all that pressure. I was quite anemic when I discharged from the hospital. <laughs> I decided I was done and asked to be discharged early. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, wow. No more treatments. No more transfusions. I was pale and easily winded with minimal activity, but I just wanted to be home one week after delivery. Wow. wow. So incredibly lucky to have survived. I know I had so many good doctors and nurses taking care of me and family, friends, and strangers praying for me. I luckily had no long-term deficits from this event. The few who survive this type of thing often have neurological impairments, meaning lifelong medical issues. Yeah. I have none. I'm not sure what the lesson is here other than be thankful for your health. It is something we take for granted until we don't have it. And keep perspective. Having a healthy baby is the ultimate goal, which by the way, my eight and a half pounds, 8.5 pounds uh, baby was perfect. And he still is amazing. Wow. Such a crazy. I wow. Good story. Wow. And I'm and thankful to, to know her. Me too. I know. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And then to like, after this, you go back into that environment and take care of women knowing that this, this, happens. this happens. This can happen. But like she said at the beginning, it's she doesn't like to share the yeah. story because it's a very rare occurrence. It's super rare. But it happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm just so thankful that she oh lived. Gosh, I know. Me too. And is not neurologically no. impaired because she takes great care of women. She does. Wow. And we're lucky to have her. Wow. These are great stories. Oh, my gosh. Two incredible. Incredible. Birth. Yeah. Adventures harrowing both of them in both their own them. way. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. I just don't know what else to say because I'm just speechless by these awesome ladies. Thank you guys so much for sharing. Yeah. We hope that you feel enlightened today. Yes, we do. Bye. Bye.